Welcome to our guest, Ed Hatton, who is the founder and senior director of The Marketing Director. Hello, Alex, and hello to everyone who will be listening into this podcast along the line. Perfect, Ed. Um, can you share our listeners some of your experience you've had in the past with regards to marketing and how this is relevant in particular in these current times? Okay, I cut my teeth uh, originally as a salesperson. That's where I started and then moved to marketing a long, long time ago. And then uh, also a long, long time ago, I started mentoring SMEs. And my areas of expertise are sales, marketing, and strategy, and inf you know business strategy, and interface between those three. Because they are often put into silos, and they shouldn't be, because it's one continuum. Your business strategy drives your marketing strategy. Your marketing strategy drives your sales strategy. And that's what finally puts money in the bank. Mm. So my belief in marketing is that it serves three purposes. The first purpose, generally known as branding, is to create an environment where people are happy to do business with you, where they, they trust you and hopefully like you and where they respect you. The second part of marketing, to my way of thinking, is to invite businesses to come and do business with you. So call it lead generation, call it uh, business development or whatever you want to do. But it is that phase which invites people to come and do business with you or, in fact, to buy directly. And the third phase, and I think a most neglected phase of marketing, is to keep and keep happy your customer base. So to retain your base and to make sure that they are informed and comfortable with what you are doing. Great. So you've basically um, discussed the great, or paraphrased um, very in-depthly, the, the a funnel approach. Um, a great insight. Yep. So, I mean, um, as of 1st of June, uh, you know, we're going into lockdown level three in, in South Africa and in most parts of the country. What reaction are you expecting businesses to have? And, and how does your framework um, of what marketing is, uh, how does it apply in these times? Yeah, I believe businesses are going to be facing some challenges, which uh, perhaps not everybody has thought about. I think there's first a sense of relief that we can get back to business and many other businesses are open so we can trade B2B, uh, which perhaps we haven't been able to do before, only been able to do on a very limited basis. And there's also a, a, an era of anxiety. What will happen? What will the changes be like? What, what will other people do in terms of marketing? Mm. Is this the time to go out on a massive social media uh, marketing campaign? Uh, or will everybody else be doing that and I'll just get swapped? What, what are my competitors going to do? All those kind of questions. Mm. So most people, I think, will focus now on the middle part, which is lead generation. They will want business because they've probably taken quite a knock over the last two months mm. while everyone's been on lockdown. And uh, they will want to recover some of those profits. So that will be the focus, bringing the business in. The, the way that they choose to do that will depend on their expertise and their budget and the advice that they are given. And, and, and so do you think now, lockdown three from 1st of June, do you expect everyone to sort of go back into business? 
what are you expecting how the market is reacting do you think there is going to be a lot of people marketing and with heavy budgets or with low budgets or what do you think is the market reaction do you think a lot of businesses will trade actually I think a lot of businesses will trade. I think most businesses will trade, excepting the hospitality industry, mm. which is not able, and the um, personal care industry, mm. like the hairdressers and nail bars, which are not allowed to trade. But I think the majority of other businesses will trade. I don't see that there's going to be a rush of heavyweight marketing spending mm. starting on 1st June. I think people will have limited budgets. There'll be a lot of wait and see. And also, they will have to cater around the fact, and this is really where the third arm of marketing comes in, cater around the fact that many of their customers will have constrained budgets and they may have put a freeze on the sort of purchases of the things that you sell. So maybe some of the more the focus should be on making sure the customers Don't go price shopping somewhere else because of constrained budgets. All right. But I don't see massive campaigns going out. I think there will be some, and some fortunate businesses will be able to go out and do heavy pushes. But I think there's a sense of anxiety of how we over wait and see. And so, I mean, you've said that you, you're expecting most companies now to focus on lead generation. Do you think that's yep. a good strategy to do right now? No, actually, I don't. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's sort of inevitable. <laughs> Everybody wants a sale now because they want money in the bank. Mm. But always your soft sell, your low-hanging fruit, as the terrible old phrase goes, mm. is in your customer base. Yeah, And it is probably easiest to get quick wins from your customer base than from new business. And so... If you focus on your customer base, you don't have to spend a lot of money because you know who they are. Mm. You often know their first names and they know yours and you can pick up a video call to them without a problem. And that can be your marketing absolutely for free. And the second area is this question of trust. Why would you buy from me when the buyer has this infinite choice mm. of places that they can buy almost everything from? Why are they buying it from? Why would they buy it from me? Especially in these uh, difficult times. Because they might be worried that you're not going to be in business in a couple of weeks. They might well be. They might well be. They might be worried that I'm pushing my prices up too high to recover losses. But they maybe, might be worried that mm, I won't be able to supply once they've placed an order. But maybe they also think, hey, you're online and I don't want to put my uh, salespeople at risk or my purchasing staff at risk to go somewhere. So if... I think if businesses Absolutely. have a competitive edge, it's also a great opportunity to, to actually gain customers. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. There are so many opportunities now, and one of them is staying online, um, not moving back into physical premises mm. or only moving partially back into physical premises. I know of several, including a couple of my clients, who's, who have so well developed their business on a work-at-home basis, that they're seriously considering reducing the size of their office space Yeah, uh, because they won't, won't need it anymore. And now they have an advantage because, as you have said, there's a safety factor here. 
we can do our trading o- over the internet without having to see each other and perhaps infect us and our children and our grandparents and all the others. So there are lots of opportunities now. And I think while people have anxieties, they should also be looking at what opportunities are out there and thinking a little bit about how they can use the current situation to their advantage. 100%, 100%. I mean, Facebook also just um, announced a couple of weeks ago, well, I think it was last week, that they want to move their, a, a sizable portion of their workforce completely remotely in the next 10 years. However, how do you see that working remotely? I know we are, we are going into that remote work topic now, but how do you see that that right now everybody or most people that are working remotely together have worked offline or in person before together? So there's a different level of trust and a different level of, of communication and um Yeah, different connection, I would almost say, human connection between people. Do you see that based on, you know, the previous relationship that it is actually feasible to now move everything online? Or do you think that some companies might do it under the wrong assumptions? They might. But I I would just like to make this observation. I've had reports back from my clients Mm -hmm. that their staff are closer together and talking more openly to each other online, working from home than they did when sitting next to each other at adjacent desks. Mm. I've heard of personal growth courses where people who shared experiences in small groups are now online and they're sharing exactly the same depth or even deeper of their personal experiences. Mm. So it is not necessarily true that you have to have had a face-to-face relationship before you can work closely uh, with someone online. I, I give you an example. I wrote for many years for the Entrepreneur magazine, and I only met the editor who we had been very close. I only met the editor six years after I started writing for them. It was bizarre. We knew each other. We knew what our families were like and everything else. And then six years later, we actually had a face-to-face meeting. So it can work depending on the people and depending on how trusted the organization is. It can work in your favor Mm. to have people offline. So now if we go back to the marketing aspect of a business. So imagine, you know, you're a small business owner and you can sort of start trading again first of June. What would be the things that you would focus on and what you would do? Like if there are five things that you can do, what would be the five things that you would focus your time on right now in order to obviously survive and to have a positive impact on your top line? Okay, just off the top of my head, the number one would be finding ways to help others in this crisis time, recognizing their difficulties and their crisis and and finding ways to use my products and services to help them. Looking at it from their perspective mm. and saying, what in my kit bag can I put to make their life more effective? Okay, so it's that almost a product, a change of product or an adjustment of the product or some sort of pivot. Or, or a different way of presenting it. Okay. And then that's what I would promote. Okay. And I would promote it by whatever resources I could on my social media, on signage or uh, by email or whatever I could. Mm -hmm. The number two thing that I would do is focus on absolutely top draw customer experience. 
so that I could try to get word of mouth going. I would ask actively for endorsements and publish them. And I would try everything in my power to show that we are exceptional in service. Mm. Even though that might be more difficult right now, given some lockdown restrictions on certain industries and certain certain things that just make it more, I mean, harder to do business at, at this uh, given state, right? Entrepreneurship was never easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a time when the good entrepreneurs are going to win big. 100%. I agree. I agree. No, I just, uh, just, just, just wanted to reinforce for our listeners that this is not going to be easy to, to give an exceptional service. Uh, But w what you're yeah. basically referring to is that virality of, your, uh, of the experience that it can create and, and uh, spread um, in, in the networks of your clients. Correct. Correct. Mm. And then the next one that I would look at is, um, is to make sure that everything we publish carries the same theme. Websites get out of date, our social media gets out of date. Maybe you want to go back on your Twitter timeline and delete any posts that are no longer valid. Mm. So get everything that you say on the same page, that it all says the same message. And uh, make sure that whenever you send out a message, it's consistent. And send out lots of messages. Mm. So long as you have something to say, something of value, And it must always be on the theme of how can I help you to survive this difficult period around now? Mm. And then the last one. Yeah, the last one would be probably personal contact. Mm. And personal contact doesn't have to be face-to-face. -face. It could be via your social media like LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and so on. But there would be as much as possible of us addressing customers and prospects and people who should be prospects on a personal level and, and, and trying to make sense of them. None of this is going to cost a huge amount of money. And I'm, you know, I'm deliberately doing it that way because mm. I think most businesses will not have a lot of money. But I think those would be my five priorities okay, to we, get my business running. We are on four. So this was number four. So if we go now to the fifth okay. point, um, if you have some money, if you have a little bit of budget, what would you do with it? Okay, I think it depends entirely who you are and what your audience is. What is your so criteria? If you, my criteria is who's, how well do you know your target market? How well do you understand it? Mm. So, for instance, the demographics. If you're looking at a, at a youth market uh, and you're in a fashion-conscious business, mm. I'd put all the money into Instagram, mm. as a for instance. Mm. If you're looking at a more senior business-to-business -business level, I, I may run mm. a, a, a LinkedIn campaign or uh, pay a copywriter to write a lot of really good content for LinkedIn mm. and, you know, so on down the line. If you are in a very fast-moving, very fast-changing, very vibey sort of world, then maybe you would want to go on to some other form of social media or do your own thing like podcasts, mm. which are great ways of going now. So mm. you might want to spend your money on just developing the wherewithal to do podcasts and videocasts um, and a vlog and, and put them on uh, one of the podcast sites or on uh, YouTube or something like that. So entirely dependent on the business and, and who you're in. 
And very much it depends on do you know your target markets. When do you think, if, 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 if you're a business owner, when, how long do you think businesses still need to sort of stay in that hibernation mode, in that, you know, almost like a winter sleep mode? How, how long do you think this will last? Um, how long do you think, you know, uh, small businesses will feel that impact? I think small businesses are going to feel the impact for a long time. I do not think that they should hibernate. I think this is the time to, however aggressive you can be, mm -hmm. to be aggressive. Because so many others will be hesitant. And it's always a great time to be the predator. Mm. Not trying to defend your castle walls. Because defending your castle walls is hard against all the competition. No, you're right. So this is a good, good time to go out there as a hunter and try and take business away from competitors, create new market niches, um, and, and be assertive, if not aggressive in your marketing. Mm. So I don't think you should be hesitant, but I think change is a reality. It's, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Mm. Given it, looking at the industry again, um, do you think that the demand shock is going to be bigger than the supply shock? Because right now we have both, or during the lockdown we had both, right? But what is going to be in the long term is going to be bigger. Are more businesses going to go out of business, or is the demand from customers going to be less? Um, sure, that's a tough question. I don't know. I think there will be business losses. Mm. But funny enough, I haven't heard of a lot of businesses going insolvent. Um, I've heard of a lot of businesses that are in pain maybe unable to pay staff and, and facing uh, creditors who are being insistent. But I haven't heard a lot of businesses that are saying we're closing our doors. But I think we will lose a lot of businesses. Um, so that will reduce the, the supply chain altogether. I think there also will be a little bit of demand reduction mm. because people will simply pull in their horns and not be buying. Now, I don't know which one is going to win long term. I think in the end result, the SME community in this country is quite robust. Mm. They're very creative. They're very inventive. And, and they are great survivors. Mm. So in the end, I think perhaps on balance, there will be uh, heavy competition in supply. There will not be a situation where there's too much demand for the suppliers to supply. Uh, that's unfortunate. You know, that's what I was banking on. <laughs> no, thank you, Ed, uh, for your very inspiring um, advice for other entrepreneurs. Be a hunter, listen to Ed, and do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Um, Ed, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And um, yeah, have a great week. And you too. Thank you so much, Ed. Bye.